Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Matt. How about you? Life, life is good. We've had a good little week, um, so I feel pretty energized today. Good, good. It is a good week. I get to play golf in Phoenix on Saturday, so that's always a good week. That's always a good week. That's right. The, uh, get a little golf in. We're starting to have the weather turn. Um, or I'm actually going to play Saturday and Sunday. So I'm very good. It's really good. All right. Uh, let's see. I've got a topic we can talk about today. I was talking to a prospect earlier today. And one of the things we always talk about is how to systematize your business. And the question was asked uh, by the prospect, hey, what do you mean by systematizing your business? I don't understand what you're talking about. So, um, Basically, when I talk about systematizing your business, you talk about it too. And, and you know, we've talked about this before. I think we talked about it. there are three main components of, of any good operating business, right? You need to have attracting new clients. We talked about that all the time. And um, that's when we're talking about getting more leads and conversions. We got to deliver the experience, right? So we got to deliver the wow experience. And, and then we got to do service and follow up and kind of uh, maintain those relationships. But there's a lot of automation and systemization that can be done in, in all any of those areas, right? So um, marketing, you can automate. Um, anyway, so let's back up and say, so what does it mean to be systematized a business? So when I think of systematizing, I'm just talking about anything that you do more than once, like ever, or more than once a week. So when I say, what does systematize mean to you? I'm talking about like, how do we answer the phone? You know, that's definitely something you do more than once a week, right? Absolutely. And it, and it could be uh, how we take an order, right? How we take an order and what do our order forms look like? Um, it could be how do we make a sales call, right? What are our steps involved in there? How so, do we create a system? How do we create a system, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly right. So, uh, and I'll get right into the questions here, right? But, but I, you know, the benefits are you'd have, you'd have more free time, right? If you start to systematize and put in processes in place, it makes it more efficient. So you get more time for yourself. Your employees have more time. You have more efficiencies. You have um, better employees because now they're doing the right stuff because you know they're following the systems and processes. So you'll have happier employees, better employees, better results. And that actually leads to more growth, right? Because if you are starting to automate and systematize the mundane stuff, that frees your time up and your employees' time up to do the more important stuff that, that makes you more money. So when we talk about systematizing, tell me, you know, where do you tell them to start? Well, uh, I'm going to add one more thing uh, to that is when you systematize your business, your business value increases exponentially. Absolutely. The more systems you have, the easier it is. And I say the more systems from everything you do, everybody has systems. That's the truth. But, um, without recording those systems and how they're done and why they're done that way. And it, um, there's no value there because they're in your head. But once you record them and you get them on paper, now you want to bring in a new hire. You're going to take this person and promote them. And now the new hire um, can say, oh, this is how I do that. And that's important because now as you bring people, how can you grow exponentially? You need more people to grow exponentially in most cases. And the easiest way to plug people into the equation, uh, not numbers, you know, people into the equation is to have the systems in place. So systems in your business create 
um, a much higher company value where your company's more valuable without you. So that's the one right. thing I wanted to add to your list. Uh, well, it's funny you say that. So that, that, that is exactly right. It adds value. So it's easier to sell because, because my whole coaching is built to sell. Let's build it so you can sell it. And then I call it retire in your business. So you may not even want to sell it, but you need systems and processes, which like you just said, increase the value of your business. But what I say would be retire in your business. If you've had these systems and processes and now you are only doing your A plus activities, A plus activities are things you enjoy and make you money, right? Then why would you ever retire? So you're exactly right. You need the systems and processes to increase the value of your company, but also to retire in your business. Because if you're only having my old boss, I think this was 15 years ago, right? He was taking Fridays and Mondays off. I didn't know it at the time. I hadn't really coined that term, retire in your business. But what was he doing? He was leaving Thursday night and going up to the mountains and coming back Monday night. And he was only working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He was basically retired in the business because he had me. I was the systems and process guy who had put everything in place that he only had to work three so days a week. That's a that's an extremely important point because, okay, now you probably know this answer more than me. Let me ask the question um, first. How many financial institutions, and when I say financial institutions, uh, how many financial institutions, major ones exist in the, in the world right now? And I'm, when I say financial institutions, I'm talking about the UBSs and the, and the uh, Morgan Stanleys and companies like that. How many of them exist right now, R roughly? Oh, I, I mean, I would think thousands. So, okay. Yeah. So let's just say there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of companies and their sole job is to allow you to give them money, give them your money, your hard-earned money, so that at a later date, you can have monthly income. And then, so what does it mean to retire in your business? If you create your business right, now granted, you're going to have money with those guys. Or uh, people, you know, people like you who hey, the wealth accumulation stuff, and and yeah. but the reality is, you can have a business that can pay you ten, twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars a month, like clockwork, while you go and and you're off, you're off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday, maybe even Tuesday, where you work on a very limited basis. There is no better investment than your own business because you control that income. Now that I love. That's a great way to view about it, right? That's a great way to think about it, right? You're investing in your own business to provide your own stream of income. Yes. It shouldn't be your only stream, but no, it, it can right. certainly become your biggest and most secure. That's what a business that's systematized and automated and processes could be. Exactly. Where you're just working a few days a week doing the stuff you love or the stuff you enjoy you like because you've systematized everything else. Correct. You think, oh, of companies, like that. think of companies like Uber. Think of companies like where they, they systematize their process so well that by the, the time the owner, and I don't even know the, uh, Sergey, I can't think of his name, but I don't, I mean, I did, that's what came to mind. But whoever their owner is or their founder, he's not probably the only owner now, but they have income for many years to come. And I, I mean, it might not last forever, but I, I, the, it's so much income, it won't run out. And that's what you want your business to look like. It doesn't have to be as big of an income. Not everybody. No, it's, it's yeah. awesome. So you say this, I was in my uh, little mastermind group, my coaching group uh, earlier this week, 
And that's exactly what one of my um, uh, uh, cohorts are doing. He, uh, his business is in New Mexico and he is moving to Florida. Okay. And he's going to uh, spend 12 days in Florida and then fly back to New Mexico and, and work five days, you know, Monday to Friday, fly back Friday to Florida and then be in Florida for 12 days. And that's his retire in his business. Now he says he's not going to disconnect during those days he's in Florida. He'll have remote access and all that kind of stuff, but he won't be working full days either. But that's why. And I said, you must have great systems and processes and people in place to be able to do that. It's funny. It just came to me right now. And so that's literally what he's doing. And there's your mastermind group. Let's, let's give a plug for Dan Sullivan, the founder yeah. of strategic coach, Matt, both, both Matt and I have been in strategic coach. I have a different type of coach now than, than Dan Sullivan, but you talk about a man who's created systems. I don't think there's a bigger coaching platform, entrepreneur coaching platform than Dan, what Dan Sullivan has put together. But what's amazing is that Dan Sullivan went bankrupt, you know, just years before uh, finding his path, and that's helping entrepreneurs. So here's a man who learned from his past, created a phenomenal company built around systems, and Dan does his A-plus activities, and that's all he does is his A-plus activities. He has a business that will produce income, whether he goes to work or not, and that's what you want out of your business. But Dan goes to work because he loves to do what he, what he loves to do, and that's, that's what you want out of your business, where you do what, you, what God designed you to do. If you don't believe in God, then what you were, the universe designed you to do, that's fine, but whatever you believe, you were designed for, for greatness in one area, but we spend most of our time doing all this mundane crap. And when you create systems, it takes you out of doing mundane crap. You can outsource and delegate mundane crap and you can become an A plus worker in your company and you're not even working. That's what Tim Ferriss talks about in the four hour work. Yes. Yes, People exactly. Misunderstood when Tim was saying, I work four hours a week, what he's talking is I do mundane crap four hours a week. And the rest <laughs> of my time, I'm doing A plus Right, right. That's exactly right. So then we were talking about, uh, you know, what things to systematize and, and how to start systematizing things. And um, really, it was really, you know, the easiest thing we, I always tell my clients to do what I call an activity inventory, right? It's literally write down everything you do for a week. You know, hour by hour, I spent, you know, nine to 10 answering emails or 10 to 11 answering the phone and 11 to 12 talking to a client. And literally, and you can have your staff do this as well, right? So for a week, track down everything your staff that they do, have them do it themselves, right? For a week, the activity inventory, what do I do? What do you do? And then at the end of the week, you'll find, which we always do the old 80-20 principle, right? That we're spending 80% of our time doing you know, C activities, you know, stuff that we could delegate or automate or systematize or process. Um, so that's a great starting point, right? And then what we always talk about, you and I, is that if, if I could spend more time doing my A-plus activities, by default, I make more money, yeah. right? If I spend, so that's a great way. I was trying to tell them, you do, you, you do your um, activity inventory for yourself and for your staff, and then you look back and say, all right, what can we automate, systematize, or process Here's what we've been doing for a week. Are we all doing the same thing? We, we had this question come up 10 times this week. What's our response? Can we just have a canned response that we would reply? So it, that's kind of where I tell them to kind of start. It's funny you talk about the um, um, 
I call it the daily activity. Um, you just called it, what was the, the activity inventory, acti activity inventory, but yeah. the daily activity report is what I refer to it as and which is sim similar to activity uh, inventory, but then you're going to rate how you feel about those activities, not how good you are at them. You can be really good at something that you hate. There's a lot, <laughs> right. I am really good at a lot of technical things. I mean, I am really good at, as a mechanic. I can work on cars, I can work out, but I hate it. So just because I'm good at it, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should be doing it. So you rate it on how you feel on a scale of one to 10 or one to five, whatever you want to do, or 10 being or five being, I absolutely love this. One, I'm ready to like choke someone out because I'm, I'm doing this. Um, so you rate these activities and then you're going to want to take and create systems uh, first for the ones you love. Um, but I, I like to say where you really want to focus is create the systems for the ones you like the least so that you can start outsourcing and delegating those. Now, some of those may be very expensive activities to outsource. So as you grow, as we get more customers, as you get more clients and repeat business, then you know, I got to fill this position, but you'll already have a system in place to plug somebody into. So it's taking that and then creating a system and, and literally building your company around, the, uh, around doing the things you love and outsourcing, or I say outsourcing. Outsourcing can mean just hiring somebody to do it, but right. um, initially I use Upwork a lot to outsource, um, but uh, you can insource. But sometimes what I typically recommend is if you can't hire somebody now, outsource it until the hours equate till I need someone in the building handling. Right, and, that, and that's awesome advice. So it's funny you say that. So then we talk about, well, how do you actually do that? So I'm like the king of outsourcing and I use virtual assistants all the time. Um, you talk about Upwork and stuff like that. So I use virtual assistants all the time. And tools, let's give them tools. So one of the best tools I've ever come across, it's a free tool called a Screencast-O-Matic. Screencast-O-Matic. It's a free tool. Um, and it records your video, I mean, sorry, your computer screen. So a great way to show somebody how to do something is you just talk into the your computer, you know, you put on your little headset or your headset, and you you're recording your computer screen as you do the task. And you say, well, here's how you do it. I'm gonna, here, I go to this app and I open this app and we go to this application and here's what we do. We drag and drop this and we type in their names and then there's this process right there in video that you can give. I typically do that to give to the virtual assistant or uh, Patty, who's my wife and assistant does that, where she'll, here's what I do and here's what I don't wanna do anymore. So she'll take a little video of it and then she'll send it to the virtual assistant and say, Here's what I want you to do, and here's how you do it. It's a great tool. It's totally free. You can do the same thing on Zoom. You and I are can talking I, on Zoom right now. Something? Patty oh, is not that? your assistant. She's your employer. <laughs> she's the boss, actually, yes. right? <laughs> You're the assistant. <laughs> I didn't know. That's right. She's the boss. I forgot. You're right. <laughs> Just so we clarified that. Huh? Just so we're clear. Um, but then, um, yeah, so that screencast is awesome. Screencast, it's free. There are some other free apps. I don't, I don't know what they are, but that's just one that we use here. And then Zoom, you can actually make videos here. We're using Zoom right now, but you could actually make Zoom videos just by yourself. Same concept. Yeah. You're just recording stuff. You can make audios on your, on your phone, you know, pull up your phone and just dictate, here's how we do or what we do kind of stuff. Um, you, could, you could obviously make a checklist or type it in your phone. I'm all about ease, right? You know, uh, I don't want to make this stuff difficult. And so one of the hurdles for people is how, right? I don't know how it's like, well, well, 
you just talk. Yeah. You just use your use a video or use a, a recording. So anyway, that's a really cool tool. So well, let's break it down and um, into how do we create a system? Uh, because I'm sure um, anybody who watched this, they'll say, okay, what do I do to, so let's, let's assume you're going to talk to your smartphone and you're going to create a system. So um, I'm going to, should I bring up um, a, a lesson that uh, I'm a, a handout, Matt? Yeah, yeah, pull that, pull up your handout. That'd be great. So, uh, so what I'm going to do is this is part of, uh, I have a, a program that I teach called, um, uh, prosperous in 60 and I'm trying to find out there we are um, where my screen sharing is and so uh, can you see that all right Matt yep absolutely okay so uh, prosperous in 60 this is a module 7 where I where I'm actually talking about delegation and automation I talk a little bit about how to um, you know determine your time value and things like that but where we get into um, this creating a processor system and what I like to, again, taking the, um, the daily activity report uh, or the, um, you know, what you're doing and taking those things and saying, okay, determine who is doing it. Let's, I mean, this is, you want to create a system first, figure out, okay, if I'm doing this, that's me. Okay. That's right. But right. The goal is you could say I'm currently doing this, but it is my intent as quickly as possible to turn this over to someone else. That could be your answer, determine who is doing it. Then you gotta determine what is being done. So what are we doing? Where, um, let's say it's uh, you're a, a, a veterinarian and we're, we're going to um, do a teeth cleaning. So what is being done? Well, we're gonna clean this dog's teeth. And um, how is it done? That's the next question. How is it done? How do we clean the dog's teeth? I have no idea how to clean the dog's teeth um, with, a, with, a, with a fire hose, right? Um, no, that's not the, how we do it. We, and you lay out your process here. How is it done? This is what we do. Um, this is, this is uh, the products we use. This is this. Now, when is it done? Well, that could mean, uh, that could be different. We, we offer teeth cleaning on the second appointment or we, we have a system to, you know, to generate leads with that. When is it done? Um, we could say quarterly. We should dogs should, and we have a reason for that. When is it done? Um, why do we do it this way? That's a really good question. And because some people say because we've always done it that way, uh, but answer the why is it done this way? Right. And it's really good for the people who are performing this activity. So if it's you now, and then you're going to outsource it, can we do this better? Um, Absolutely. That's exactly. If you're tweaking the process to do it better, when you say better, can we can we do this more efficiently? Um, and the people who are doing it is if you empower your people to be able to answer this question, they come to you and they say, uh, you know, Matt, I, I've I've been working this process and I found a better way to do it. And you're going to probably say, you don't even need to tell me. Just record it. <laughs> just record it in this fashion and, and show me the efficiency once you've implemented. So right. exactly. uh, I got a real live example. So this is really funny. So uh, virtual assistants, I use them all the time. And so uh, I wanted them to, uh, they took over my um, newsletter, my monthly newsletter. Right. And so I post all the time on social media to my LinkedIn account and to my Facebook account. And so 
I hear this is how I was doing my newsletter or Patty was doing the newsletter and we just recorded it. You know, what we end up doing is we go back through our social media posts for the last month. So this is all on video. We pull up screencasts and say, here's how I write my newsletter. I take the articles I posted over the last month. Uh, one of the apps that I use called Buffer tells me which ones are the most popular that have been read the most. And I just pick the top three of the last month and I take those top three and we drag and drop those into a newsletter format with a call to action. And that's the newsletter. And then we send it out. So I wanted the virtual assistant to do that exact thing. Hey, look, you can go back through and here's how we do it. We made the video. Here's how you do it. And then by the way, if you have a better format or a better way to do this, let, let us know. And it was probably about two or three months later, they came up with a better format for the newsletter. It was not only the layout, so the layout was a nicer layout than we had done because I'm not a professional newsletter person, yeah. right? And so it was a better layout she had put together and it turned out it was easier because she could then literally drag and drop the articles in there and then we have a call to action that, that we like to change uh, about every month or two. And so it's a great, great example. Here's what we're doing. We recorded it. We sent it to the virtual assistant. They were doing it that way. Hey, if you got any better ideas, let us know. And she came back to us with a better idea, which was literally a better format and uh, an easier. So it not only was it better looking, but it was also easier or less time for her to do it. Yeah. It was awesome. I think that, that that's a perfect example of where you go with this. Um, yeah. you, the idea is to empower your people. I mean, everybody from Richard Branson to uh, Warren Buffett all say it's all about your, empowering your people and I think the best way to empower them and the best way to get buy-in with them is you say, this is how we do it. And I'm not going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold right. you to that until you bring a better idea and a more exactly. Idea, and then yes. you can do it your way. First, yes. bring it our way. And then I want you to create in your own mind a better way that you like doing. And especially, um, systems, just recording systems in the beginning, I think that scares a lot of people who are not the detail-oriented person. I am not a detail-oriented person. So right. um, that's where technology today is. Is it easy? Good. Yeah. Easy. Use your smartphone. Use, use yeah. a system where you can screencast. Um, you know, Mac has a $99 one-time purchase uh, screencasting software. Uh, you mentioned Screencast-O-Matic is free. Yeah. Um, and I am going to check that out. I use the Matt screencasting software and I use Zoom. I mean, we're using Zoom here. So yeah, yeah. I'm not promoting Zoom. I'm, I don't think their sound quality is as good as um, all. But um, at the same time, it's a pretty universal platform. There's things I like about it. So um, we have covered a lot. What did we miss on creating a system or process? Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I would, I was going to say like actual areas. So I wrote out a list, my little sticky note. I'm a king of sticky notes, you know, just as ideas, right? Start with the activity inventory. What do you do for the week? So that'll give you ideas of what to, as you mentioned, delegate, but also what you can systematize, right? But admin, you can talk about how do we answer the phone? We could talk about how do we set appointments? What do we say? So there could be a sales script involved. There could be a checklist. I'm big into checklists. So there could be a checklist of when you're setting an appointment, you know, did you, did you set a time? Did you get their phone or email? So you can send a reminder text or email, you know, a day before the appointment. So that could be a checklist. Uh, financials. And this is actually big. You and I've talked about this in the past that I think more business owners need to know their own financials. 
But the point is, is what they really need is the dashboard, right? I think they just need a dashboard with key performance indicators and we can have a bookkeeper or a controller do the numbers for us, mm -hmm. right? And again, we can outline that. Here's what I want to know on the dashboard. And actually, it's a great point that, that I, I talked with a, a, another client earlier in the week, which was, you know, he's using an accountant who's doing a monthly income statement and balance sheet. And I said, well, that's great, but that's telling you what happened in the past. You need some leading indicators on your dashboard. You know, how many calls, what kind of backlog are we having, right? So construction, he has a construction job. What jobs are coming up, right? Uh, what sales calls do we have coming up? What's in the pipeline? So we needed some future indicators on there. So, so my point being is you need to know your numbers and you don't have to do the work these days yourself. Correct. Right. Um, communication again, internally, how do we make sure workflow? I, I do a lot of workflows that here's what happens when a new client comes on board. And so it's, it's put up in my little system and you could, you know, it's a checklist. Oh, what's the, the clients on board? Did they sign up? You know, did we send them this email? Did they respond to that? Have they logged on? Right. Um, customer retention. We talked about that again. How do you present your clients? Uh, two other things. Oh, employee, just like you said, normal tasks. Uh, every task that your employee does and marketing. This is where we talk about you and I are like, we always talk about lead generation all the time, right? What part of marketing can we automate or outsource? There could be a um, typical response, right? What are the most frequent, frequently asked questions, right? So we should all have, we all know, here's one of the things I was talking with somebody, this is a different conversation, which was most common objections to whatever your product is, right? You know what they are. You should come up with, a, with, with, the five most common objections and you should have a script or a comeback to all five of those. And a matter of fact, I now think you should come up with them proactively. You know, some so, people don't like this because X, Y, Z. What I think. And, and so I, um, I believe in direct response copywriting, which is what you should do with all of your objections. You should literally list every objection to doing business with your company buying your specific type of product, list every objection you can think of, take the top five, and literally write a lead magnet on all the, the problems yes. associated with that, and then bring a solution in, and then a call to action um, to call you. Because what that'll do is it'll position you as an expert. And again, I'm creating, I create systems of marketing that... Yes. So when you eliminate all the objections before you've even met the client, Make well, it that's easy what happens. Yourself. They don't have any objections. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I so think that, that's part of my systematizing of marketing is let's, let's figure out what the objections are and then let's get them out in front of the client right away. Let's tell them why all of our competitors are idiots because they all do it this way. Um, you don't even have to call them idiots. You're just going to explain, this is how everyone else does it. And this is why we do it this way. Right. So, so I go back to the beginning of how we started this conversation is that there are three main parts of a successful business, which is we've got to attract clients. So surely there are things in there that we can automate. That's the marketing. Yep. We have to deliver a wow experience to our existing clients. Um, that's surely there are parts of that that can be automated, that can be systematized and processed. And then the third is the, um, 
I guess I call it the servicing or the scaling up, which is after they've become a client, how do I keep them coming back to buy more? And how do I get them to send me referrals? So there are follow-up that can be systematized and automated. So I don't have a particular order in which to start except that activity inventory, which just is, well, I don't know, what are you doing? <laughs> and yeah. what, can, what can you delegate and outsource and automate? And then what's your staff doing and what can they delegate, automate and outsource? Because the theory is, is the more you systematize, goes back to the original statement we made. Why do you need to systematize your business? Because you will get more time you will become more efficient. Your staff will become more efficient. And by goodness, you're end up making more money because you're going to be doing the important stuff, which actually makes you money instead of the mundane stuff over and over again. And the, and if you're a solopreneur, you're just on your own. Uh, if you stay that way, that's fine. A lot of people can do really well on their own, but by taking the activity inventory, taking the, lower things on the scale, one through four, five being the things you absolutely <laughs> taking one through four and creating systems. You can start outsourcing that just because you created systems and it'll give you more time to go fishing, play golf, whatever the things you like to do, go hiking, go yes. you know, whatever time you with like the family, whatever it is. Yeah. So the, the more time, more free time is to, I think is the biggest thing that entrepreneurs don't think is possible. And that's what exactly what, what I want to help people create is look, yes. you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have any time to enjoy your life, it's because you're spending too much time outside of systematizing your business. That's exactly right. I totally agree. I totally agree. That's a good, that's a good wrap up. Where do we find you, Mr. Mulvaney? Easiest place to find me is at davidmulvaney.com and you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search David Mulvaney and you'll find me there too. Perfect. Uh, this actually reminds me. So um, I got my coaching website, which is 10xprofitability.com. But I have a weekly training video that I've started putting is it up. 10xprofitblueprint.com? Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, 10xprofit. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Right. We, we talk about profitability, MD. I'm sorry. So yes, the coaching website is 10xprofitblueprint.com backslash training minus video. So I do a weekly video up there, and this week's video is systematizing your business, why and how and, and, and how you should start it. So go check out 10xprofitblueprint.com backslash training hyphen video. We'll have, we'll have a link on the uh, YouTube, uh, on our YouTube video okay, that's cool. that so that you can uh, get a hold of that. I never thought about that, but I should start talking about those training videos. We put those up every week. And this week's was systematizing your business, which would be pretty timely. Perfect. Okay, right, man. man. Well, I look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Take care. Next time. I'll see you.